to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 243 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend, a great Memorial Day weekend, all that good stuff. Well, we got another repeat winner, so uh, it, the, the, the right side of the column is going up while the left side holds still at 11, 11 different winners through 15 races. But, man, what an incredible weekend of racing from the Indy 500 through uh, all three series of NASCAR. Cannot wait to talk about all of that with you guys tonight. But before I do... Just a reminder, this week's show is brought to you by Angry Brew. Roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, amazing-tasting, high-octane power pack fuel that will get you through the day, get you through every day. When you need a power-up, reach for Angry Brew Coffee coffee with a punch uh i needed that today if i was a coffee drinker uh but my wife had a glup that's for sure but uh, today was the first day of the new job and all that good stuff and so a lot of just sitting through training so i definitely could have used coffee with a punch so uh guess what lap traffic nation you can get angry brew now with a lap traffic discount code that will get you 10 percent off just use code lapped l-a-p-p-e-d at checkout and now you get 10 percent off compliments of lap traffic make sure you tag me when you get that uh package in the mail and all that good stuff uh and and get that out there on social media so go to angrybrew.com fivelakescoffee.com use code lapped l-a-p-p-e-d and I'm going to have uh, another Angry Brew giveaway with some Spencer Boyd swag and all that kind of stuff coming up here later this week. And we'll give it away next week on the show. Uh, and and speaking of giveaways, uh, I've got another one that just got confirmed. Uh, guess what? Pocono Raceway has given me a pair of tickets for Saturday at Pocono Raceway. Uh, so be on the lookout for uh, the contest to how to enter for that. I'm trying to think of something creative that gets Pocono and lap traffic some attention and all that good stuff. So, yes, I am giving away a pair of tickets now. You, you got to get to the racetrack yourself, either via plane, train, or automobile, or however you want to get there. So this is just for entry into the track on Saturday. But yes, you can be there. Compliments of Pocono and the Lap Traffic Podcast, which is so cool. Uh, let's see. Man, the weekend wrapped up a week off and, and all that. Uh, let's see. Friday. Friday absolutely sucked up here. It was 50 and rainy, uh, but that finally blew out uh, for a wonderful three-day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, you guys may have uh, saw the picture. I prepped a lot of meat for the smoker uh, for Sunday on Saturday. A couple chickens, five slabs of ribs, burgers, potatoes, corn, all that good stuff. Sunday had some friends over for uh, a little barbecue and to watch the 600, which was fantastic. Had the TV outside on the deck. Couldn't have asked for a, a better uh, a better weekend there and all that good stuff. Uh, and, uh, and of course, yesterday Memorial Day wrapped it up with a dinner, Lindsay and I. And uh, man, thank you so much to our fallen veterans and, and heroes out there that uh, uh, gave us a reason to be able to have a day off and to celebrate and, and to remember our uh, our fallen. 
heroes for sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, first off, I got to apologize for the uh, the the uh, lap traffic fantasy players. I was all over the place when to send out my emails because I was out of my normal routine last week. So you guys got emails at odd times last week. Uh, apologize about that. But uh, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with CJ Wolliver. Always great to catch up with him. Uh, we'll get another J-Ski bonus show lined up over the next week or so and yes it's on the note sheet so a listener call-in show will happen at some point in time i promise you that uh but right now tonight so excited because from mrn woody kane is going to be on the lap traffic podcast which is going to be awesome not sure who's calling in there but uh woody kane's going to be on just a minute uh we'll have your recap and, and we'll be talking charlotte and and preview in sonoma and all that good stuff finally hit 5500 followers so i got a big giveaway to do with that at the social media segment uh newdorf's going to have your weather lucky dog lap down and of course fantasy to close it out so uh, without further ado, let's get this thing going and let's get Woody Kane back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his third appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He's the news director at MRN. He's the host of NASCAR Today and a meat-smoking connoisseur. Welcome back to the show. It's Woody Kane. Woody, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, well, not the temperature and not the humidity, so I count those as pluses. Neither <laughs> of those are up, so we're we're in positive territory, right? Excellent. Playing on house money with that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, listen, last time you were on was back around the new year when uh, Sherwin from the PETM podcast was in town. Uh, it's, it's been about five months. What's new? Well, we are getting slowly but surely back to normal, um, even though I'm still working from home and enjoying that. Um Starting to do a few more races now. Normally, I host a pre-race show for MRN, and I uh, actually at Charlotte worked a couple of the races from a turn. So that was nice to feel like we were moving toward the direction of normalcy again. And it looks like NASCAR said today that they're going to ease the uh, the COVID protocols and the uh, the everything that we have to follow a little bit further, starting with the all-star race at Texas in a couple of weeks. So that's even, even more good news. Oh man. It's so awesome. Just to, just to see that the light is, is starting to get bigger at the, yeah. at the exit of that tunnel. Uh, yeah. that's, that's for sure, man. Uh, that's, that's exciting. It's gotta be exciting for you guys. Uh, yeah. Striegel was on a couple weeks ago and, and was talking about just how, uh, incredible it was just to really start to see 10,000, 20,000 fans back at the track to start interacting like you know you guys with mrn you guys do such a great job with with getting out at the track even before the podcast i would see you guys out and about which is just so cool uh so i i, I know you guys really have got to be enjoying that yeah and, and it is nice to be able to see that and you know i'm glad in, in many respects that it has been more like a dimmer switch than just an on off switch because that gives people a little more time to feel comfortable with things and feel like we're you know, when you when you want to go open up a spigot, you kind of turn it a little slowly first and let the water come out before it's full blast, right? And yep. I think that works better. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, so I want to ask this. So you guys were at the track. Uh, you guys did truck. You did uh, ARCA. Uh, but uh, your, your counterparts over at PRN had had the main call. You know, what's what's it like when you're not the the, the main race for the weekend and, and all that when you guys are – when both stations are there at the track? Well, sometimes we will share a booth or even share equipment, but typically 
this would have been the weekend where we would be there for the all-star race and trucks and then just pack up all our stuff and go. And then PRN would have the whole following weekend, you know, for Xfinity and cup. Uh, but this time they had their booth set up and we had ours set up in one of the suites actually this year, uh, since we were both kind of there at the same time. And that, that makes for a little bit of a logistical challenge, but you know, we've, we faced things way more difficult than that. The pandemic we just talked about, for sure, example, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, that's a, that's a, a detail as far as I'm concerned in the grand scheme of things. And it was no big deal. It was kind of nice to have a big wide open suite to where we could have a place to park all of our stuff before we, you know, got busy with the race that night. So it was, it was kind of cool. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, talk a little bit, you know, you, you do the pre-race and all that kind of stuff and, and give everyone a little bit of an insight. I don't know if we talked about this uh, last couple of times you've been on in terms of, you know, what, what your pre-race activities are for, for the show before things pick up with, with, uh, with Striegel and, and, and Hayden and all that. And, and, and that crew, you know, what are you guys talking about on your pre-race? You know, what can fans get if they tune in early? Well, typically we'll have a one-on-one feature interview with an interesting subject, a guy who's done well at the track we're racing at, a guy who's been in the news that week, a a driver who's, uh, I don't know, racing in his hometown or is doing better than expected, something like that, something along those lines uh, to give you a little deeper insight into what's going on in that driver's head rather than just a a grid interview, which is the traditional, hey, how's the car going to be today? What are you looking for? That type of thing. You find out a little more about the person. So we'll have a little bit of that. We're trying to slowly get some live elements back into the beginning of the broadcast. And that usually means we have to wake Striegel and Alex up and say, hey, guys, come on. You got to work now. You got to do a little something here and get them involved a little early for a bird's eye view of what, you know, whether it's a weather situation or whether it's, you know, fans coming back and they can describe that or the throwback cars, all those that Darlington was really cool when they were talking about that. And then we move on to some things that are more feature oriented, whether it's, uh, I don't know, guys who are exceptionally good on road courses or, or guys who have a, a really good history of, of a particular track or why aren't Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin winning races like they were at the, the race they were a year ago, you know, things like that, a feature type thing, and then start working down closer and closer to grid rounds and talking to drivers and crew chiefs and get ready to hit that number, hit that anthem number. You got to hit that when you got the countdown in your ear, three, two, one, and you better stop talking because the anthem is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, if we get the correct countdown, you know, there's always little logistical glitches. But, yeah, that's what it's about. Make sure you you hit the number and give people a little more than they can get from just a grid, grid interview. No, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, and I, and I think that's, you know, for, for me, that's a lot more substance than, than a grid interview. Uh, you know, we know we're going to get them. We, we know we have to get them and there's nothing wrong with them. But, yeah, you know, anytime you can get a little bit more substance is 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 much appreciated. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, now you you mentioned you know getting back to a a little bit more live aspect of things. Are, are your you know your one on one interviews for these have they been pre recorded and dropped in, or are you doing those live uh, over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, typically it's it's tough on race morning to get you know six six or eight minutes with a driver because sure. they're bouncing around and doing a lot of shorter type interviews. So we'll do that sometime during the week. And that way we can lay in some highlights with it. Like if the guy is just one or if he's one at the particular track we're at, you know, put some race calls in it and that type of thing and uh, spice it up a little bit and put, you know, a little music bed with it in some instances, if we need that and that type of thing, just to 
just to pep it up a little bit. You know, TV will have uh, extra video elements when they do a long interview, but we have to rely strictly on sound. So I think that adds a little punch to it and gives you an idea of, of what that guy's done. Oh, without a doubt. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, when do you guys typically normally pick up? Is it 30 minutes before pre-race ceremonies, an hour? When, when can people tune in to typically, catch that? Typically, it's an hour. Um, you know, depending on the track, it might be 45 minutes. It might be an hour and 15 minutes. But typically, an hour is a good rule of thumb that you'll see uh, for that. An hour before uh, before the anthem starts. Now, green will, you know, be 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes beyond that. So you're looking at roughly an, an hour-ish pre-race show. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, Lap Traffic Nation, make sure you tune into that with Woody Kane for sure. Uh, yeah. Woody, man, uh, w- when did you get back into the hometown side of things for for this weekend? Because I know uh, Memorial Day weekend, you had to have something on the smoker. Actually, we did. I have been wanting to do this for a while. There's a place in town that has – water buffalo meat ground water buffalo meat and i'm telling you it sounds weird but it is really really good and we've been wanting to make smash burgers with them for a while finally got some put my uh, my cast iron skillet on the grill and just got it ripping hot you know to where you can't even stand near it much less touch it so you got to have a big mitt to move the handle with get those smash burgers made really thin get a really strong spatula to put the meat in there with your your choice of seasonings on it and smash that thing down so you get a good crust on there and that's what we went with on monday also got uh i think there's a part of a chicken left over in the fridge right now we got some wings we got some fish got plenty of stuff i didn't do one big long smoking i just did a bunch of smaller things Excellent, man. I love that. So I, 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 you know, while you guys were busy at the track on Sunday, uh, I did, I spaced out wings. I did two whole chickens and five slabs of ribs, uh, for Uh. the barbecue that we had. And, and, uh, I, uh, uh, the wife and I, we, we did a little weekend getaway last weekend and, and uh, went up to one of the tourist place here in, in, in Michigan and found a new place called Pepper Palace uh, that had it, it was nothing but a rub and barbecue store. And when oh, I walked man. in, the wife was like, I'll be back. She just knew to let me be. <laughs> and it was like, how many things do you have to buy to get three free? Oh, I got to buy 10 <laughs> things, get three. Free. Oh, but then it's an extra. 10 percent off at 15 oh you know it was one of those ordeals and uh uh, see that's my problem i got so much stuff in the pantry my wife goes really are you gonna buy something else why don't we use up some of the other stuff first (laughs) but it's what if you miss out on the on the world's best rub and you know you just gotta get it exactly yes they had some unique ones in there they had some uh they had some fruit flavored rubs. Uh, mm-hmm. They had some honey flavored rubs, a mocha rub. Uh, mm-hmm. You know your, your 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 southern rubs and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, see, went, I've gotten into to a town. lot more of the of the sweeter ones now. I've, oh, I've I gotten love sweet rubs. To where I'm getting mm-hmm. away from the so much of the salt, 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 salt. You know, because that's in almost everything. It yep. seems like the first ingredient is salt. But if I can get one where the salt is the third or fourth ingredient down. I'm, I'm all about that. And I like uh, the profile I like is a little bit of sweet and a little bit of heat, just a little zip to it. Not like 
you know, nuclear and catch your hair on fire because I don't have much of that left. But I'm talking (laughs) just a little sweet heat flavor profile. That's what that's what I really like the best, man. That 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 just does it for me. And been getting into the the whole uh, the pit boss thing lately. They've come out with a bunch new uh, a bunch of new rubs, and I've been trying those off and on. They've got a new one, uh, Maple Chipotle, that kind of covers that sweet heat profile that I like. So I've been diving into those a little bit and i'm not above mixing two if i like two of them i'll mix oh, yeah. them together and see if i like them even better that way oh yeah uh, it's funny you mentioned that uh, maple chipotle uh th- this place i went at had one of those i bought one of those i tell two of my my f- favorite sweet rubs are uh the bone sucking sauce is it's got mm-hmm. a real nice sweet one to it and mm-hmm. uh meat churches the the honey honey bacon uh, yeah. flavor is is yeah. just a real good one and then uh, a buddy of mine uh, i'm trying to think a delicious i think is the brand name and they've got like six bacon flavors they've got like bacon original bacon cheese maple bacon uh smoky wow. bacon and chipotle bacon and it's more of a powder than like the green mm-hmm. type rub yes and yes. i i really really enjoy using those just as like a little add-on just to give that bacon flavor because you can't go wrong with bacon right so no right i mean you can put bacon in cereal and it'll be good i (laughs) I like that on uh the ones that have the bacon flavoring in burgers in particular yes oh 100 yes sir uh any any new competitions things going on or what's what's going on on that side of things now the competitions are just starting to crank back up again and with my race schedule picking up, I haven't really tried to get involved in any of them yet. I've been sticking close to the house for, for the cooking. And, you know, that's quite a, a, a chore to load up all your equipment enough sure. to, you know, support three or four guys for a weekend and then load it back up again when you're beat down and you've been cooking all night, you know. So uh, those will be fewer and further between as we go forward. But I, I think we'll, we'll get back to one or two here shortly i'm I'm hoping anyway uh the one that we have in kannapolis is called jiggy with the piggy uh and i I volunteered at that one last year instead of competing a good friend of mine has been volunteering with it one of the guys i cook with since the beginning and so uh they postponed the the one again this year but hopefully it'll be back next year fantastic that's great uh so i gotta ask i know i had uh i tweeted at you uh last weekend at coda um you know did, were, were you able to secure that pit boss bumper because that just had your name written all over it no, I wanted to get it. I've asked about it, and I think somebody, uh, some executive, probably has that hanging on their wall somewhere <laughs> at the moment right now. I kind of got the blank stares, you know, when you ask about it. After that, I'm going to get me a hat, though. I got to have a hat, right? I mean, absolutely, come on. it's the inaugural event. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that was so cool to see them come into the sport. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I've, you know, uh, we talked beforehand. You know, like this is the hobby, not the paying job. But uh, I've tried mm-hmm. to reach out to a couple. You know, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, spice places. You know, uh, the barbecues themselves whatever like i think uh, you know podcasts be a great read and opportunity for them to be able to you know get some exposure you know because i do a five minute live thing on whatever i did and had on the smoker that that past weekend like i'd give them one hell of a free live read (laughs) like come on (laughs) jump in get on board get on board oh man well listen uh before we get into uh all three nascar races and all that good stuff um real quick did you get to take in any of the indy 500 on sunday 
Yeah, a little bit. I caught a little bit of it off and on. And how cool to see Elio do that and get the, the victory again. And did you see the thing after where he uh, went back and visited the fans who had their house decorated up in his honor? And he said, if I win again, I'm coming back. And he did. Oh, That's really man, cool. that is no, I miss that. I, I I got such a kick out of watching him jog up and down, Victor. You know, the the at the start of the grid there, start finish, and you know this. I mean, just smile from ear to ear. Uh, I oh, thought yeah. I I was I'm like, is he going to take a whole two mile lap, two and a half mile lap around here? But I, know, uh, I was thinking the same. He might walk the whole track by <laughs> right. the time we're done here. Uh, man, what a great race! Uh, you know, it was. Um, just, just such an exciting race. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was great to see Juan Pablo up there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I think, he, I think he cracked the top five for a little bit, but you know, he got a nice top ten. Uh, you know, just you know, the the names that if you're not a typical, you know, tuner inner to to the to to Indy and all that, because I'm not. But you know, I've seen Juan Pablo. I've I've heard and watched Simon Pagin out. You know, some of these guys that you just when you tune in each year for this event that you know are just going to do good. And it was it was just such an exciting race. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's always cool to see the unexpected happen, right? I mean, that's kind of what everybody looks for in every event. If it's always going to be the same way, you know how the movie's going to end. It's much less entertaining. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. All right. So so let's start uh, with the truck series here. Uh, We had John Hunter Nemechek doing John Hunter Nemechek things, uh, going out there and and, and putting on a clinic with the truck series. And uh, we also had Carson Hosevar from uh, my home state, Portage, Michigan, with an incredible second place finish up there towards the end of of it. Um, I, I really thought the trucks put put on a great show to kick off the weekend at Charlotte. Yeah, they really did. And we didn't really think that at the beginning, because remember when practice started practice, what's that? That's that thing where they kind of ride around the track and get their vehicles (laughs) dialed in a little bit. Perhaps you've heard of it. We haven't seen it in a while, but I think they tore up like what a half a dozen trucks in a, in a 50 minute practice session. Yeah. I think there were seven incidents and at least six trucks got into the wall and one of them was John Hunter. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy because that PJ one hadn't been worked in yet. The traction compound and they say it's heat activated, but they mean not heat from the sun, heat from friction of the tires is what gets it worked in. And those were the first laps turned on it on the weekend. And boy, it seemed like uh, some guys were skating on ice out there at the beginning of that. But then they settled down a little bit. Uh, the truck race was still kind of crazy. How about that crash with with uh, with Johnny Sauter there coming off turn four? That was right in front of my position in the truck. Uh, that had banged the wall and kind of stopped there. And then all of a sudden, here comes Johnny Sauter out of the corner, and there's a truck just stopped right in front of him. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but they don't have brake lights. Yeah, right. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, we had that issue. And and I was just like, you know, I wonder at some point if, if NASCAR's got to put somebody with a caution, with, with, you know, from race control on the inside, uh, on the infield, uh, from from the banking standpoint, because that mm-hmm. that was – one hell of a safety issue there. I think they were hoping or thinking that he was just stalled for a moment and was going to be able to pick it back up again and get going, you know, and they wouldn't have to to throw the caution and stop the race, but that wasn't the case at all. And that was a, a real scary incident. I mean, you could see all the way through 
Johnny Sauter's truck when it came to rest, you know, because the sheet metal had been ripped away and you could see all the way through the roll cage from one end to the other. It was kind of crazy looking, but fortunately everybody was okay after that one. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, the trucks just get after it and go hard. I think that's what is so cool about that truck series is the, the, the races are shorter. So there's not, you know, a 20 lap, 30 lap, a hundred lap, feel it out period to get your, your truck better. They just go. Yeah, you know, no, and that, absolutely. that is really cool. That's what I enjoy about them. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the Xfinity race for a minute. Ty Gibbs with, uh, would you call it a validation stamp? In, in my opinion, he didn't need it. Uh, I mean, we, uh, no. the, the win was great, obviously. Six starts, two wins, average finish of 5.1. Uh, you know, there were a lot of naysayers after he picked up that first win, uh, whether it was, oh, because it was the road course, or oh, it's it's you know nepotism yeah, in the family. Yeah, but he made the grass to do it. That's what's so cool about I know. it, right? You know, I, it was just you know aggressive. You know, he didn't take anybody out doing it. He took the risk, and it was all risk and all reward when he did that. Um, and and every time he's been in and strapped in, he has been up front. And, and I love the fact that he picked up that second win so early in his career and and, and into the season. Yeah, me too. And, and I think part of it, let's be honest now, is that he's not running for points. So he's not trying to protect a position. All he's thinking is win. Yes. Try and go out there and win the race. And if I bounce off the wall and finish 28th, so what? No big deal. I haven't really hurt my position or anything like that. He can just go for it, and that's a liberating feeling. It's kind of what you hear from drivers after they get their win and secure a place in the playoffs. They don't have to worry so much about the math. They can just race. You know, It's not so much about getting your fleet lined up the correct way, but to them it's liberating. They can, they can just go out and be racers and not think about points and math and all that kind of crazy stuff, right? I think that's what has helped uh, Ty Gibbs early in his career. He can just go for it. Now, it may be a different story when he gets uh, you know, into a full-time situation. We'll see, but his stats are certainly fantastic so far. He's, he's obviously got a lot of talent, and he's obviously uh, got a long way to go in, in terms of his age. I think he tweeted uh, last week or week before, see you high school. Right. This kid is just getting out of high school and he's doing this. So he's got a long, uh, long uh, and fruitful career ahead of him. And it'll be a lot of fun to watch, especially if he keeps performing like that. But it will be interesting to see how he will perform when he's got the, the pressure of a points battle on him as well as, you know, Yes, great equipment. Yes, good talent. But when you've got that points pressure on you, it's a little bit of a different animal, and it'll be interesting to see how he performs with that. Now, he's doing it in ARCA, but there aren't as many uh, threats to win in that series as there are the trucks or Xfinity or what have you. Absolutely. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like Kyle Busch when he gets in a truck. Hey, I just got to go out there and win this damn thing. Uh, right. You know, and it's funny you mentioned high school because I, I, when you said that, I remember uh, a couple years ago when Tyler Ankrum picked up his first win, I, I had him on the show right after. And uh, I, I was like, man, you, you're just getting done with high school, dude. Like, you know, it's one thing to be like the jock quarterback walking through high school i'm like what is it like what that what is that swagger level like to be able to walk through as a nascar truck winner like that 
it's got to take it to a whole new level. <laughs> well, what did he say? Is it, is it, is it everything he uh, thought it would be and more? I tell you what, he was so humble about it. Like there was not an ounce of cockiness to him at all. Like, I'm like, I, I, I was hoping for some big, like, hell yeah, you know, something, uh, but no, he was just, he was so humble about it, you know, and it, oh, it was, deal. it was, it, which was, which made it even cooler. Like he's got it, you know, head on his shoulders, still in high school. Uh, and to be able to, ju- and he, he knew what he had done with something special and, and that was awesome and uh that's that's really cool absolutely yeah for sure um all righty sir uh cup race sunday night larson putting on a clinic much like martin Truex jr did a few years ago uh but for me that felt a little bit different from martin Truex jr's dominant win um because i'll be honest when Truex did it there wasn't a whole lot going on out there uh but this one felt and was in my opinion a little bit more entertaining what'd you think I agree. I think it was as well. And and keep in mind, even though Kyle Larson has had a phenomenal amount of success, particularly in the sprint car world uh, and some at the cup level, too, uh, he hasn't been uh, at Truex's level in terms of winning championships and accomplishing what he's accomplished. So from that standpoint, it was cool as well. Uh, And also remember when he was challenged almost every time it was one of his teammates. Hendrick Motorsports has it going on right now. And uh, one of the things that Larson credited afterward was, you know, they kicked Chad Knauss upstairs to the VP for competition role uh, after last season. And he has seized that by the throat and has really done a lot to get them all on the same page. Not that they weren't before, but this is a guy who's won seven championships and he kind of knows what it takes not that the other guys don't know how to win i'm not saying that but just that one guy in the right spot at the right time chemistry is so important and he knows that and he's gotten them all pulling in the right direction in the same direction and and working hard toward the goal not that others aren't but sometimes even teammates can get a little proprietary with their information. Like, I don't want to tell you that because then you're going to turn around and beat me. Right. (laughs) Right. So he's gotten that mindset out of the way and they're sharing. Like if they, if they get a shock from another team, they don't just say, okay, here's the shock we're using. They're talking about why they're doing it that way, how they're doing it, what kind of a difference it makes. All those little things are adding up, and they really have it going on right now. I mean, I think they're uh, in the playoff battle. Kyle Larson's now in the top of the playoff standings, and the other three Hendrick guys are all in the top eight. So they have it going on, and uh, it looks like it's headed down to a situation where it's going to be, you know, them versus the Gibbs cars here coming down the stretch. Absolutely. Well, all right. So, I mean, here's the thing, you know, whenever you have uh, something that hasn't been done before, right. You know, so HMS, first four car organization to finish one, two, three, four, uh, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, and, and we're seeing the pure dominance out of this organization, you know, right now, like you mentioned the, the playoff standings, you know, they're at the cream of the crop with the exception of Martin Truex jr. You know, they hit stride, uh, in the playoffs, you know, it, it, I mean, what if, I mean, I, I know this is hypothetical, but it's so, uh, for me, I enjoy talking about those kind of things. Like, 
what if the the stars aligned and we had all four HMS cars in the final four? Like, could you imagine what that final race at Phoenix would be like with those guys? Because oh, hey, it, it would be something. It, it, it would you know, be something. You know, will it happen? You know, odds. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, it's it's we're still pretty early. We just crossed the halfway point of the regular season. Uh, something tells me though, after Daytona, they may not be sharing as frequently. But uh, yeah, you know. But, man. but you know, I think I think it's cool to have a situation where they can do that. But once you get into the playoffs, that's what makes it so tough. Is you know that that one and done mentality, like you have in the NCAA tournament or something. One little mistake can can ruin an otherwise great season. Look at what happened to Harvick last year. What he went nine races, yep. and and then and then you think, okay, well he's a shoe in for the championship, and he doesn't get it. To me, that's what's kind of interesting about it. It's not a situation where a guy can have a spectacular season and just run off and, you know, everything's all kind of settled by early October. We're not going to see that type of thing anymore uh, under this format. That's just not going to happen. But, boy, it, it would be it would be. It would be wild to see all four Hendrick cars run for a championship. I don't know that the fans would enjoy it as much as you know the the historians might. Right. But I think right. it'd be it, it would be interesting to watch. I think I just think there's there's too many things that can go wrong to get all four of your cars into the championship four. I think that's really really. I mean, I, I'm no mathematician. Lord knows, I'm no mathematician, <laughs> but the odds have to be astronomical. Oh, I would imagine, right? Like that's something I need to go like onto DraftKings and see what that uh, what that parlay is or something like that for that future. Yeah, that's event. a big one, right? Yes. that would pay handsomely. It would, it would. Um, all right, so you know when we talk about the standings, you know, you know, if we look at Denny Hamlin, who's leading with no race wins, uh, you know, we it's a safe assumption, or you know, we're not at a we're not grasping at straws to. To say Denny Hamlin's going to get a win. Uh, you know, we may not be grasping at straws to say Kevin Harvick's going to get a win. But when we look a little further down, you know, in terms of the, oh, can we get the 16 winners? Can we get 17 winners? Um, at this point into the season, you know, we're outside of the mile and a half, two mile tracks, we're probably going to start to see more repeat winners. Uh, but we do have quite a few road courses and we do have Daytona mm -hmm. to, to wrap up the regular season. If you had to pick one or two sleepers that are sitting down there, maybe 17th, 18th, 19th spot uh, to steal a win there, you know, do, do you foresee that possibly happening? Not with who's down there. You know, we've, we've seen Kurt Busch just, you know, have mm -hmm. some horrible races as of late. Uh, you know, Matt Benedetto, you know, sophomore year, I really thought he'd come out a little stronger, hasn't had those finishes, you know, where he's somebody I could have maybe thought could have maybe gotten a win at a plate track or maybe a road course. But when you just look at the dominance of Chase and Martin Truex Jr., you know, can anybody go and stop them at the road courses? Well, Kurt Busch is a really underrated road racer. Uh, I think he could get one, one of those road course victories. Then you you mentioned we still have uh, super speedways on, on the agenda. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto, and don't forget our Ricky Stenhouse Jr. down there in 18th in the standings could get one of those. Uh, you know, Matt DiBenedetto has been right there a lot, and he's also very good at Bristol, don't forget. Uh, then you look a little further up the list. Austin Dillon could get a win. He's very good at the super speedways as well and has, you know, a win at Charlotte under his belt. He didn't get the 600. And next time he comes back, it'll be the Roval. So he would have to get a, a mile and a half victory at another track. Tyler Reddick, to me, feels like a guy who's on the cusp of, of breaking through in a big way. So I think there are a handful of guys 
who could possibly get those wins. And even even all the way back to Ross Chastain in 21st, I think that he could he could surprise some people and get a victory because he's been running better and better and better, it seems like, every week. And, and the last, I don't know, month or so, they have really turned it up two notches, I think. Yeah, you get someone like them with the right pitch strategy, the right place, right time, right track. You know, and obviously- Bubba Wallace is really good at, at, at super speedways, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and, absolutely. And he'll get another opportunity to, to get a victory there as they continue to to put that team together and, and, and get their P's and Q's. And then remember, once we get through this year, we're going to start all over with a brand new car. So it's like, that's, right? That's going to be really exciting next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right, Matt. Well, we are headed to Sonoma this weekend. Uh, Martin Truex has picked up back-to-back wins. Uh, you know, Sonoma, one of, you know, now that we've got, you know, six, seven road courses on the schedule, you know, Watkins, Glenn, and Sonoma are like, hey, we're the original OGs of this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're we're going to one of the, you know, quote unquote, original road courses that we had just for so long. Just the two, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to going back out west? Can Martin Truex Jr. Uh, pick up the hat trick? You know, what, what, what do you think we might see this weekend? I think he's got three total there, doesn't he? All, all time, I think. Yes. Uh, anyway, but but he he will be definitely a, a factor, a threat there. The big difference is we will have the low downforce package, you know, but we haven't run there in two years by the time we get back because we didn't do Sonoma last year. Uh, in addition to the the COVID protocols, there was uh, at the time a lot of wildfires in the area too, and that would have been another logistical challenge on top of everything else had they had they been able to get out there and run. But last time we did race there, it was a 750 horsepower package but high downforce as well. Now they'll still have the horsepower, but the low downforce package. So that'll make it a little bit more of a challenge, a little bit of a different element. They'll also have the carousel open again uh, to make it like a, uh, you know, just over a two and a half mile uh, racing surface there in Sonoma. That'll make a big difference. And the track itself is pretty abrasive on tires. I I read that Goodyear is having a different tire compound this time. It'll be a little grippier to help them, you know, jam on the brakes, get through those turns and accelerate off. But that will mean, you know, some guys will try and make it on two pit stops. But if you think the tires are going to be that much of an advantage, do you think, all right, I'm not going to go two, I'm going to go three and think that the burst those tires is going to give me will be enough to put me into victory lane. Right. So I'm thinking we'll keep an eye out for that. Some of those guys that go for three stops may be able to take advantage of new tires and get to where they want to be. Uh, We've still got a lot of good guys who can, get victories on road courses. But the interesting part, when you hear drivers discuss Sonoma, they call it sort of like the short track of road courses, whereas you have really high speeds at Watkins Glen, uh, and Coda has sort of a mix of both. Uh, Sonoma is sort of like the short track of road course races. The speeds aren't typically as high on the straightaways, and there's a lot more technicalities. You have to be really precise with your movements when you when you brake, when you accelerate, when you get into the turn, the angle you take, all that adds up to somebody not just being able to run away with horsepower at Sonoma. Well, man, that was one hell of a preview. I love that. Great explanation there for sure. All right, man. Well, let's uh, wrap this thing up. Where can everybody follow you on social media and where can everybody tune in uh, to catch you pre-race on MRN? 
the pre-race, if you look on our, our MRN.com website and find your local affiliate, you can punch in whatever show you're talking about, NASCAR Today, NASCAR Live, our pre-race show, and find out if your affiliate carries it. If not, they stream it at MRN.com and at NASCAR.com. Or you can catch it on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You can find them there. NASCAR Today is on 350-some stations around the country every weekday. They have between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. to play the show. Uh, it's also on Armed Forces Radio, uh, so you can find it that way. Uh, and that's, a, that's a, a big way for folks to get it. We get a lot of people all the time. In fact, a friend of mine's son is serving uh, in Cuba. And, and said, hey, I heard you on the radio the other day. And I'm like, what? Really? That's I didn't know awesome. we had an affiliate there. And he's like, oh, it's on Armed Forces Radio. Now I get it. Duh. Now I'm understanding. But, yeah. then And then uh, we've got uh, all of our podcasts, the MRN Out Loud podcast. Uh, we're going to have a real interesting one this week for folks who are interested in kind of the business side of the sport. We touched on this a little bit. But Jeff Dickerson is going to be with us from Spire. And, you know, they just announced today they're going to put Ben Rhodes in one of their cars at Sonoma this weekend from the, the Camping World Truck Series. And they've had – several different guys in there but just to hear him talk about their strategy and what the economics and and business model of the sport is like these days for folks who are into that kind of thing i think you'll enjoy this one that's awesome man well that's that sounds like a must tune in for sure uh all right lap traffic nation huge thanks to woody woody kane for calling back into the show appreciate you man look forward to talking to you real soon all right we'll catch it up and uh keep Keep catching those pictures now on Instagram. That's where I put all the grilling pictures. It's just plain old Woody Kane on Instagram, and that's where all the grilling pictures will go. So check it out there. Excellent. I love that. All right, man. We'll catch you soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Of course, brother. We'll see you. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation. How great was that? Woody Kane back on the show. Uh, If you haven't picked up on it, Woody likes to smoke and grill meat, uh, probably more than I do, uh, and and that says something there. So I uh, love being able to talk a little meat smoking rubs and barbecue sauce and all that good stuff there. Uh, can't wait to get Woody back on for sure. So if you, uh, uh, this is not by design, but the last three weeks here, I really haven't done a dedicated segment to the uh, the racing talk because the uh, guests have been more than gracious with their time. A couple weeks ago, Striegel. CJ Wolliver last week, Woody Kane this week. Uh, so we kind of mix everything in all there. So uh, I, I'm not going to do that. Plus, the show starts to run a little long and all that good stuff. So uh, I, I think we got our fill in terms of everything uh, from Charlotte and all that there with Woody. And uh, we'll cover some stuff down the road when we get to the Lucky Dogs and with Aaron, uh, Brian Newdorf in just a couple minutes. So uh, right now, uh, what do you say we do a little uh, lap traffic fantasy? Let's give away some prize packs. Let's talk about some new stuff uh, and all that good stuff. So, Lap Traffic Nation, make sure you check out the website, the Lap Traffic Podcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Make sure you go follow Angry Brew Coffee at Angry Brew and Five Lakes Coffee at Five Lakes. Don't forget to go to the websites and use code LAP. L-A-P-P-E-D at checkout and get 10% off your order. How cool is that? Be on the lookout for a new... Uh, Angry Brew, Spencer Boyd, Lap Traffic Podcast sponsored swag pack here. Uh, probably get that out tomorrow, sometime Wednesday. So probably tomorrow or today when you're listening to it there. Uh, so be on the lookout for all that good stuff. Um, and don't forget to be on the lookout for the contest to enter for a pair of tickets for the Saturday uh, events at 
Pocono Raceway, Pocono Raceway coming up here at the end of the month. Uh, this is not transportation there. Uh, it's just the tickets for Saturday, but uh, that's still pretty cool. Um, and Lap Traffic Nation, it, it's taken a long time. I didn't think it was going to take this long uh, to get to 5,500 followers. Uh, you guys put up with all of my tweets about the prize pack and, and all that with the Clint Boyer diecast and the mug and all that good stuff. And I'm so excited to be able to give that away. Thank you so much for all the following, all the retweets and all that. Um, I've, I've learned one very important thing aspect of this and that is uh to hold off on the uh retweet and follow contest because that can take a minute with uh the fact that a good chunk of you already follow and and all that so uh the the you know hey when we hit x followers we'll give this away uh might be a little lofty at at this stretch and in this point in the game so uh more of the giveaways will be more of a maybe a designated time frame a week two weeks whatever uh and and all that and and we'll hold off on the milestone giveaways until we're much closer to the milestone so uh all that said like i said there's going to be a pocono raceway giveaway here and in, in uh later this week that goes up and there's going to be a uh Another Angry Brew, and of course, you guys know I love to throw some random t-shirts and that kind of stuff, so the giveaways aren't going anywhere, just the uh, format about how I go about giving them away uh, so that we can do more and, and all that. So, uh, with that said, the winner of the Lap Traffic Podcast uh, swag pack here for the 5,500 follower contest, which includes uh, a 124 Clint Boyer diecast and all that good stuff. Can I get a drum roll, please, uh, from the production crew? Oh, wait, I am the production crew. So, yes, drum roll, please. Brad Lawrence at BML3312. Uh, Brad's a father of two young adults, a big sports fan, mostly NASCAR. He's a big, uh, I, it looks like most of the uh, playoff contenders from last year, along with uh, Spencer Boyd, Christopher Bell, uh Clint Boyer, which is awesome because he's getting himself a Clint Boyer diecast, all that good stuff. So, Brad, congrats, man. DM me your information, and I will get this out uh, in the mail to you this week. So, congrats there. Uh, speaking, though, of followers and all that good stuff, again, thank you again for everybody for doing that. Uh, some new follower shout-outs. The Starting Grid at Starting Grid underscore uh, a Twitch streamer, big NASCAR fan. John Hilario at uh, Johnny Asylum 97, Logano fan from New York. Trisha at Army Mom Trish, proud Army Mom from Georgia. Uh, tell your kids thank you for their service. Uh, Rion Does Things 19 at Rion Does Things, Big Martin Truex Jr. fan from New Jersey. Uh, Will Deos at Will Deos 3, Chase Elliott fan from Florida. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Uh, and don't forget, stickers and koozies are available for free. Just fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and I will send them out to you for free. Okay, there is all of that good stuff. A little lengthy social media segment there tonight. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Brian Newdorf on the line for some uh, lap traffic weather. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Stedwell, keeping us up to date on everything weather happening in the uh, wonderful sport of NASCAR and 
racing uh, racing in general uh, as as well. It's Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? I I'm doing very well. What a weekend, right? It was. Yes. Yeah. Lots of racing. Lots of eating. All that good stuff. Yeah. Let's speak. Let's talk about this eating thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, some of us come on this wonderful podcast. Do it out of the kindness. Yes. Or at least we do it out of our heart of some sort, you know. <laughs> you know, I still don't believe you have those photos. I'm just going to say that. I don't believe you have those photos, but until you prove otherwise, I'm still keep doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting how long it would take Black for you to find intent. that. <laughs> Yeah, there's 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 no uh, there's no blackmail. There's nothing. <laughs> no, people just don't at anybody. OK, right, yeah, not on that. Anyways, <laughs> not on that. Yes, not on that. <laughs> not on that. Yes. Uh, what do you think of Indy, man? I know that you well, that was your it. race. I mean, I'm biased. Let's listen. That's that's the heart of my racing right there. That is the heart and soul of this race fan. Without that, I'm not doing race. I'm not into racing. I'm not the NASCAR weatherman. So because of that, that is purely, you know, everything. And I thought it was great. I, it's, it's been tough the last couple of years when you, you watch that and then you go to the 600 and again, nothing against the 600, but I mean, and I, I was tired. I mean, I had to work, so I didn't stay up. I had to go to bed and I crashed hard. I, I, I went to bed and you know, Larson was winning or was leading and that wasn't anything new out of the 320. Was it like three, he led 328 of 400. Uh, yes. Yes. So uh, there was a good it was, there was a good bet that uh, Larson was leading at some point while and I had people come over to the house. So I, I didn't get to see much of the race. I will confess, but I obviously I got to see the 500 and that was outstanding. And um, I'm, I'm glad to hear. I mean, it's kind of funny how we've gone from, you know, Hendricks had its struggles to now it's, you know, right now the team out there. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, the last couple of years, it was, you know, uh, every time Jeff Striegel was on, is is Chevy back? What do they need to do to be back? Uh, Chevy's back, uh, and they're not just back. They're they're kicking ass uh, along the way. So, no, Chevy's back. Well, I guess HMS is back because, I mean, we're not we're, we're not seeing, you know, uh, Richard Childress racing, you know, doing anything. So, Chevy is back, uh, Olive uh, HMS. So, um, and, yes, they're, they're doing what HMS has been known to do in the past. Sometimes you got to get a little footing on your, you know, footing. I mean, I haven't talked to you since, you know, the news about uh, Kozlowski either. So that's kind of right. Uh, yeah, maybe. man, that's it's you know, that's going to be it's going to be one of those things that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, it's it's interesting that the the rumors started circulating and that that came out so early because, you know, no one's going to give any information. But, you know, every reporter is going to ask every single week any new news. And that's just going to frustrate and annoy everybody. Uh, you know, so I, it was interesting the timeline for that getting uh whether broke leaked uh whatever adjective you want to use for for that new source and story there and i mean i, I mean i don't know all the details on how it came out but i mean i would like to think i mean i know i mean obviously you want to get all your ducks in a row before something like that comes out right and still some unknowns but you know as a driver and you're trying to get through a season and you're trying to do certain things you know I, i'm kind i mean i would think to myself at some point you know it's probably better that it's out. Like you said, the, the, the key thing you said is once those rumors get planted and stuff like that, and NASCAR is NASCAR's known for rumors, hell anymore today, anything's known for rumors, but still, you know, once that rumor gets out there, that the, 
the reporters get their they they just they latch on like a dog to a bone and they're not going to let go until you know you say something they'll ask the same question in five different ways throughout it in an interview and then you're going to get Kyle Bush's okay you're right, going to yeah. get people well that's you're going to get people it's, who you're you know it's as a report you know I feel like some of like the beat writers you know th- their due diligence is almost they have to ask otherwise they're going to get hey well why didn't you ask if there was any new news you know just in case something is able to come out that they can you know be the first or you know or to have those rights to saying hey i i I broke this or whatever and i totally understand that but you know i just see keselowski getting asked that week in week out and just getting real pissed off and you know that what good does that do anybody but anyways i digress uh things though uh were pretty good this past weekend though you know honestly when you really i mean outside of saturdays you know the outside of the, the the arca and stuff like that and at charlotte uh overall the weekend was fairly fairly quiet yeah no it was uh, it was pretty good and sure. then you, i mean i was telling i was telling aaron i'm like i don't read it's been a long time that i can think of that weather was about as perfect as you could get for both races yeah for sure for indian like and, it, and it wasn't like yeah yeah, it wasn't like I mean, like sometimes it would be nice for Indy or, you know, the, the 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 part that always gets us on those weekends. And I know you have things coming up, so we'll get to things. I'm apologizing for the time um, is there's always like you have that chance of that ro- rogue pop up shower or thunderstorm. And so oh, sure. that's what usually keeps us busy or you're just waiting for the commentators to see something on radar. And then they drop that little nugget. and You're like, OK, got to clean up this mess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's uh, let's get into this week. Weekend. It's the first uh, race weekend of the year where we're, we're splitting off. We've got Xfinity uh, in the in the Midwest at, at Mid Ohio, and the Cup cars are all the way out west at Sonoma. So, uh, two possibly different forecasts. What's uh, what, what's things? Well, they're like different because they're two Saturday. different locations. Yep. But um, I feel like you know what is it, Ollie the weatherman? Yeah. <laughs> Except you know for Sonoma, gonna be sunny. It's going to be sunny out there. Nice. <laughs> All right. And, you know, we're looking at temperatures. It can be hot sometimes. It can be very warm. But uh, as you get closer to the the, the water, um, generally speaking, I think uh, for this weekend for the cup race, um, you got nice weather. You got plenty of sunshine. You're looking at temperatures mid 80s. So uh, for those who want, I think we've learned now that maybe we don't wish for rain tires so much. Right. I'm just yeah, going to put after, that out there. Uh, after Coda. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there is something called too much rain, yes. okay? A little bit of rain, a lot, little bit of rain can go a long way. Right. Now, we, we change our attention to uh, mid-Ohio, and as we look at – now, we're going to see – it's going to start getting hot and humid. So, c- congratulations, Midwest. Yes. Uh, but as we go into uh, – we have a system – you and I may know, uh, I mean, more so for me, but we can start getting showers and thunderstorms uh, as we go Wednesday, Thursday, but by uh, Friday and Saturday – what we're looking at is uh, isolated thunderstorms, probably Friday afternoon, uh, but uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Saturday actually looks pretty decent. Uh, 84 degrees <laughs> looks almost identical. So really, I get to sit back, kick back, dream of your barbecue because I've not had any and <laughs> enjoy the weekend. Excellent. Well, I mean, actually, I will be honest. I probably won't see the any of these races because for those my son graduates uh high school my youngest that's awesome uh, this weekend so yeah thankfully i'm glad there's no weather because then i can really put it on cruise control and just be like enjoy everybody absolutely take it in and enjoy the celebration for sure excellent well that sounds great to me 
Yeah, it definitely sounded good. And again, uh, I love the weekend. Um, I'm, I was thrilled for Elio. That was wonderful. Oh, that was it was so cool. It was a great race, great story. Uh, watching him run a quarter mile each way up and down from the start finish line uh, was awesome. I had tweeted out, you know, you could just see the pure excitement and, and the enjoyment and all that. It was uh, that was a special moment on, on, on Sunday afternoon. That's for sure. You know, I know I know we have drivers in the who have won the Brickyard you know, many different times it's, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's just not the same as the Indianapolis 500. Oh, I agree completely. I agree completely. All right. Well, Lab Traffic Nation, make sure you catch Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with uh, Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. And uh, we'll catch Brian in a couple weeks. All right, man. We'll catch you later. Well, I accidentally cut Brian off there at the end there. So that's why it looked and sounded like that thing ended pretty abruptly there. My bad. Uh, Hey, we're not professionals. (laughs) All right. Lap Traffic Nation, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. Everybody, make sure you tweet your Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks at the end of the race weekend. And, hey, we need some new blood on the Wave Around Hotline. Give it a call. Leave your picks there. Leave some comments about the race. I'll play it back. 248-965-9538. You can leave your message there anytime after the uh, checkered flag drops and before Tuesday afternoon, and you will make the show. All right. I am going to get into my picks, uh, and it it mirrors just about everybody else's because we all kind of saw the same thing. My lucky dog, Kyle Larson. How could it not be? Lap down. Everybody not driving for HMS. Uh, you know, pretty pretty straightforward there, and, and you guys have the same sentiment as, uh, as you're about to see. So let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner, Lucky Dog, Team Hendrick, damn near drove all over. Or I'm sorry, damn near Dover all over. Yes, lap down everybody that isn't the lucky dog. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, Jeff at JBav1789, lucky dog, Hendrick Motorsports in the utter dominance. Didn't see it coming, but man, they're on fire. Nice W, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we all expected, you know, Joe Gibbs. I mean, Kyle Larson was the favorite going in. You look at any sports betting site, he was the favorite ahead of Martin Truex Jr., uh, which was surprising to me, uh, but a Apparently, they knew what was going on. Uh, CJ at CJ LaPearl24, lucky dog to HMS. Now the greatest Cup Series team in history. Great call there. Lap down both Ganassi cars throwing a belt. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, lucky dog Larson for an absolute ass whooping. Lap down the Rick Ware cars that were constantly in the way. Almost got drilled by the leaders countless times. Yeah, you know what? I meant to ask uh, Woody Kane about that, and I just completely forgot. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that it, it just got to a point of where it's, it wasn't safe. Um, you know, uh, people like to complain. You know, Kyle Busch for blaming lap traffic was that last year at some point in time just getting in the way. You know, and hey, that that's part of the sport. Uh, you know, and and that's what makes the sport competitive and interesting is maneuvering lap traffic. No pun intended to any of this, by the way, but it's it's a matter of getting around it, and and that you know adds to the level of competition. I think, and who can do it best? Can you throw a pit move on? You know, it, it just so many caveats come into play with cars that are a lap down uh but at some point though um you know i don't know that that just you know just didn't seem to be 
adding to the productivity of the race and became more of a obstacle uh, that could have caused unsafe circumstances there. So yeah, some should. I, I think something needs to be done about that. That's for sure. Uh, Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog Kyle Larson wins with over 10 seconds. Domination. No luck. Just saying. A lap down. Team Ganassi throwing belts on cars. No coincidence. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog has to go to Kyle Larson. It's about time he got another win with how good he's been. Lap down to the 550 package. A lot of cars just turning laps out there. Not a whole lot of action on the track. Uh, I, I will agree. You know, Kyle, it was just a matter of time. He could have four or five at this point. Uh, you know, we're the, the rest of the field is lucky he doesn't because uh, then we'd have a Martin Truex Jr. situation a couple years ago where he'd have 40 points, bonus points already. Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mick. Lucky dog. The five team got it done. Lap down cars that look 100 miles per hour off the pace. Yes, sir. Uh, David at D Flint 14's lucky dog. Kyle Larson racing and Rick Hendrick. Well done, gentlemen. Lap down the charter system for allowing Rick Ware to make money by entering cars that couldn't win a late model race. Take the money you have and enter one decent car, not four. Not a bad point there. Uh, Roger at uh, R-O-J-O-D-I, a lucky dog, old men in 2021 in HMS. A lap down, 550 horsepower, down for high downforce package. Uh, Robin at SF49er Girl 16, a lucky dog Larson, a lap down the rest of the field. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire, lucky dog HMS and Kyle Larson, lap down Chip Ganassi for buy-in cheap belts. Ryan at Ryan Vols four, lucky dog to Larson, just dominated, give it to Healy, gotta give it to Helio for the 500 win, best celebration ever. Lap down Noah Gregson, another week with a really fast car and bad luck, and tough break for Connor Daly in the 500. And let's see here, Jumpy Bob. Lucky dog has to be the race itself. One caution, uh, good, hard, clean racing. Lap down would have to be that one engine with all of a sudden loss of oil pressure. Uh, all right, those are your tweeted responses. Let's get to your calls on the Waver on Hotline. Hi, Brandon. It's Matt at Camper News Net. And what an absolute dominant night by Kyle Larson and the Coca Cola 600. And. You know, I, I was really surprised that Kyle Larson got the pole uh, for the 600. And, you know, he's really been dominant at mile-and-a-half tracks. That's, you know, tonight his dominant performance I think was no surprise. I knew this was a possibility coming in that Kyle Larson was going to have a dominant night. Um, you know, he's had dominant races um at mile and a half tracks but have not been able to pay off except for at Las Vegas and finally Kyle Larson got it done tonight at the Coca-Cola 600 uh, NASCAR's longest race of the entire year and HMS is absolutely dominant as well right now we had a one two with Kyle Larson Chase Elliott and then a fourth and fifth place finishes. Fourth, William Byron. Fifth, Alex Bowman. I mean, HMS is just completely dominant right now. And it's just the HMS show, if, I, if that's how I want to explain it. It's just HMS is completely unstoppable right now. And, you know, this, this has just been 
in HMS um, races for them than some Dover with that one, two, three, four finish. And that was just absolutely unbelievable. But uh, I, I'm loving it right now. This is good for HMS, but it's not good for the other drivers. And uh, it's just something I, I've never seen before, I think, in my time watching NASCAR. Anyway, my lucky dog, and I have a couple this week. First, I'm going to start with my lucky dog from the Indy 500, Elio Castroneves. Joining only three other drivers as four-time winners of the Indy 500. That passed at the end with two laps to go. That was just an unbelievable pass by Elio. And, you know, that was just an incredible finish in the Indy 500. Second lucky dog is going to go to HMS. As I said, unstoppable right now. Hope that continues. And my last down, don't normally do this, but the weather here in New York has just been absolutely lousy this weekend with the rain. So, anyway, with that, enjoy your week as always. Brandon, Last Trap in Nation, I'll talk to you next weekend after the race at Sonoma. Thank you so much, Brandon. Take care. Bye. Oh, man, thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. I mean, yeah, there's there's just no no way around it. Um, you know, HMS is just on an absolute tear right now. You know, will they cool? You know, I think if, if the only comparison I would make that I hope doesn't happen because it's fun to watch, kind of like was what happened last summer. Uh, you know, it was the Kevin Harvick-Denny Hamlin show. Who was going to win that week was kind of what it boiled down to for for a, a decent stretch there. Uh, and, and then, you know, Kevin cooled off in the playoffs, didn't make it to the Final Four. Uh, Denny obviously came up empty-handed again in the Final Four. Uh, you know, so is this a stretch that HMS can carry into the fall? Uh, or are some other organizations like SHR, like Penske, like Joe Gibbs Racing, are, are they going to catch up uh, when it counts? Uh, and that's that's something else that's going to be fun to watch to see what else happens uh, as, as the regular season uh, continues and, and winds down here towards the end of the summer. All right, we got one more. You know who it is. It's the voice of the Ray Brown Hotline. For all my traffic nation, voice of the Ray Brown Hotline, that race against Coleman, both of the 600 and Indy 500. One good race and one mess race. Uh, the Indy 500, man, I don't know if everyone watched that, but... That was an excellent race from start to finish. Um, Elio Gastronemis, man, one more thing to say. Fourth Indy 500 win. And this one wasn't even with Team Penske. It was with another smaller team. So that's really, really freaking cool for Elio there. That's an obvious lucky dog. On to the NASCAR side, kind of status quo for the Coke 600. My expectations were low and my expectations were bent. Uh, yeah, I love HMS and it's cool to see them four. Finishers in the top five. Kyle Bush to meet in the sandwich there, but it was just kind of a met race, really ho hum. Um, really don't have much, if anything else, to say. I don't think it's much of a statement win for Kyle Larson. I, I, I don't yet see him as the championship favorite. I still think that's Martin Truex based on where are we crowned champions at this point with the way the schedule works out, so that'll be that. Until I see more out of Larson on the 750 tracks, Truex is looking to be my championship favorite. So. Uh, on to my lap down, lucky dogs for the race. I ain't even going to mention it, the race. Like I said, oh, um, so uh, lucky dogs. The Detroit Tigers are somehow sweeping the Yankees. 
they suck. There's no other way about it. The Yankees look like the last place team. Uh, I think I could hit better than half the offense right now. So uh, they'll probably get embarrassed by Boston and Tampa Bay in the next six games coming up. So I'm not really looking forward to that. But um, even though they lost three in a row, they still played better than Ryan Newman in their specific sports. So I'll leave it at that. Talk to you after Sonoma. Oh, Mr. Andrew Kinsian, throwing some lucky dog over to the Detroit Tigers. I will take that all day. That's freaking awesome. Yes, we swept. We swept his Yankees. Ah, uh, man, you know, and I, you know, I've been doing, you know, a couple, a couple uh, sports betting things there with baseball uh, this season, and you know, the Tigers are just such a hard team to take, and and. It was like, man, it looked like some decent lineups, but I just I couldn't go in, so I did not place a single Tigers Yankees bet that uh, that series there, just because I couldn't, I, I had no read on that. So, and obviously, like, who would have thought that? So, oh man, appreciate it. Uh, listen, let's get some fresh blood on the wave around hotline. Uh, Camper always first, Cancian always last. Let's get some uh, let's get some fresh blood in there in the middle, or, or some people that haven't called in a minute. Feel free. Leave Leave a voicemail on the hotline. It's nothing live. You can call anytime after the race and up until uh, Tuesday afternoon. You can call the Wave Around hotline 248-965-9538. I put it in the tweet as well uh, when I uh, asked for all your picks. So, uh, you know, just take a minute, give a call, say hi, have some fun on the Wave Around hotline. That's going to do it for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down segments. Can't wait. Next week, two road courses. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. There are 11 races to go, or 11 weeks of racing to go in segment two, including the All-Star Race, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. Right now, joining me on the line, he was one of the many many players uh with the week high this week picked up two bonus points for the race winner and for tying in the uh the week high uh score it is jumpy bob jumpy bob what's going on man how are you Thank you very much for having me on this show. We're doing well. Excellent, excellent. Welcome, call uh, all the way up in uh, in Canada. Uh, you guys, I, I talked to Bob here for a minute before we started recording. You were definitely going to think he's calling into a hockey podcast based on his uh, his his <laughs> vernacular and the and the uh, enunciations of some words there. So, Bob, are you a hockey fan too, or is that just a blanket assumption that everybody makes? Well, no, it, uh, everybody up here, I can honestly believe is a hockey fan and we just had our teeth kicked in last night when our our beloved blue and white toronto maple leafs uh went down uh with a 3-1 game lead and uh, got it taken away from us so we're not advancing oh man that's a bummer man you know i i feel you i mean growing up big red wings fan right like you know uh <laughs> I, I remember going to games and then just like the city getting crazy during playoff time yep. for hockey because it was just it was an assumption that the Red Wings were going to get to the Western Conference Finals every year and possibly the Stanley Cup and and the Wings have been uh, in a long rebuild we'll call it but man I remember there were some times where when the Maple Leafs would come down to Joe Lewis Arena and would overtake the stadium sometimes because of you know like mm-hmm. secondary market and all that kind of stuff with tickets so uh you guys got a, a good following and it's pretty solid fan base down here in metro detroit as well uh yeah there's a there's a, a blue and white following i mean all the way into phoenix you see a lot of uh, a lot of maple leaf shirts when they play 
you know, down in down in Phoenix as well. So it, it's it's pretty much uh, nationwide. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, uh, what, do, what this is your first year playing in the league, man? What do you think of the league so far? I think it's excellent. Um, you've you've obviously changed some rules for the uh, for the cup selections. I think that that uh, is is warranting to be very positive because you uh, you, you now have to uh, think through. Uh, the the car numbers as it relates to the segments and what races are coming up so you have to keep some obviously uh some cards close to your chest to uh to to be able to you know take advantage of the of the point system that you could be rewarded absolutely yeah no that's the thing it it it, uh uh it becomes a skill uh and and then a little bit of luck and and hoping you know because hey you know nine times out of ten you can you're a a lock to get some decent points with kyle bush denny hamlin kevin harvick mile and a half but you know every once in a while that tire might blow and they might go into the wall with 20 to go and and then your day's done but uh yeah it's been a lot of fun i've been doing it every year been doing the show so i'm glad you're you've been doing this five seasons now from what i understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. solid. Yeah, that's really solid. Thank you. This Thank is you. a what? Go two four three. That's this is solid. yeah two forty three. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're 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 getting up there. That's for sure. And and having a blast the entire way. So yeah, thanks, man. Glad you're here with us. Uh, what do what do you think of the racing this past weekend at Charlotte? It was good racing. Um, both both the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday races were good. Uh, I'm a little disappointed on the Saturday night race. Uh, what happened with the uh, with the control tower not seeing the black car coming out of four against the wall and not throwing that yellow? But other than that, uh, it was good. Some good solid racing, um, and and especially the Sunday race was really good. Um, a lot of people are complaining about uh, the uh, you know the engine package and the downforce package. I, you know what? I didn't really have anything negative. To, uh, to to see about it. It was a good race. It was good solid. I mean, we had an engine blow on the number one car, and we had, I think, the 12 went into the uh, wall, exit turn four, um, and that, that, you know, caused a caution. But other than that, it was clean. No one no one got hurt, which is excellent. Uh, so it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty good racing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, if, if, you know, when you talk about the engine package, you know, it's it's definitely noticeable. It's it's some other tracks. It's been noticeable at Charlotte in the past. But uh, I'm with you. I, I thought the racing was really good. Uh, you know, yeah, this package once the leader gets out there, it's it's kind of lights out unless you know something brings out that yellow to line him back up. Uh, but there was some decent racing up towards the front of the field you know we're not talking you know yeah you know we'll talk oh there was great racing for 20th okay sure you know tv ain't picking that up but tv was able to pick up enough of the excitement you know through 10 back through 15 back in the field so it it, it was enjoyable i i enjoyed the race for sure uh all right let's uh reset some standings here we got our uh our top 10 our bonus points which i'm so excited because i i the bonus points were new this year and now bonus points are starting to get racked up. It felt like forever. It was just like a couple people with two and three, but yep. over half the leagues got bonus points now, and and there's starting to be a little separation. So we'll start with top ten segment two in first uh, from DFS NASCAR. It's Steven Sirwiski uh, in second. Kevin Hahn in third. Jess Rose uh, also in third. Joseph Scampino. Two-way tie for fourth with Pete Curvin and Brett Morris. Uh, three-way tie for fifth with David Mullins, Fred LeClaire, 
Henry Fletcher and John Entwinsel, Robert Riggs in sixth, Glenn Ekins in seventh, Eric McCollum in eighth, Tony Salt in ninth, uh, and Stephanie Holler, who was on uh, last week with the Fast Cars and Freedom podcast, wrap out our top ten. Uh, Jumpy Bob, we both had week high, and our names are not in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we still got a yeah. little bit to do. Yeah, this was my, you know, uh, this was my first week getting a bonus point, and I got two bonus points finally. So I'm finally on the bonus points charts. But right now, John Atwinsel is uh, taking control of the bonus points with seven all the way in Australia. Henry Fletcher with six. That's fantastic. I know. It's it's so cool. <laughs> Eddie Greer uh, with the EG3 podcast has five. Stephanie Holler's got five. Jumpy Bob, uh, you do have four bonus points, which is pretty solid, along with Brett Morris, Eric Souter, Fred LeClaire, Joseph Scampino, the MOATF podcast, and Scott Wagner. And then there's a ton with three, two, and, and one there. So those are our leaders there. And then over to the cumulative standings that will set everything for the playoffs. Uh, Fred LeClaire is in first with 1489. John Entwinsel in second, 1479. Henry Fletcher in third with 1474. Yours truly, the Live Traffic Podcast in fourth with 1449. Pete Curvin in fifth, Jess Rose in sixth. Michael from the Blind Spot Podcast in seventh. Glenn Atkins in eighth. Josh Neal in ninth. And Jeff Beaven wrap out the top ten. Uh, we got to get your name on, on one of these, uh, uh, Jumpy Bob. Uh, top ten segment two, where you got to creep up into that top 16 for the cumulative standings there, sir. Yeah, and I'm hard in the I'm mid pack right now, and even uh, even though I did have a really good week, uh, as we mentioned earlier, I mean if uh, everybody has a good week, even if you win the million dollar lottery and everybody else picks the same numbers, you yes. still can almost afford the ticket you bought. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, man, uh, let's see if we can make it two weeks in a row. Are you ready to make some picks? Yeah, I think it's. I think we've got a pretty good understanding of what's going to happen hopefully what's going to happen and mind you i always go into it knowing that i have a better understanding of what's going to happen the following week but <laughs> uh we'll we'll find out yes obviously sir. time will tell yes all right lap traffic fantasy players weekend three of segment two takes us back out west we're headed to sonoma our third road course of the season a lot of players use chase elliott coda and it paid off if you've got Chase left for this segment, now might be a great opportunity to cash in on our road course king as he looks for another win in 2021 and his first win at Sonoma. Martin Truex Jr. has back-to-back -back race wins at Sonoma. Can he pull off the hat trick? And, hey, how about a sleeper pick this weekend? Matt D. picked up a top five at Sonoma last year. Can anyone slow Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson down? Who can pick up some ground in the league? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. No truck race this weekend, which bums me out. But, Jumpy Bob, we'll start with you. Who is your pick for the Xfinity Series? Okay, Xfinity being in mid-Ohio, that's a good solid racetrack, yes. good road courses as well. I don't know the configuration they're going to use. I hope they use the full course for the Xfinity race. Um, but I'm going to have to go with my true and trusted uh, number 22 car, Austin Cindric. Austin Cindric, solid pick. I thought about using him, but then that would have been three weeks in a row, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, so I'm going to go <laughs> with one of the fellow uh, road course ringers, if you will, Colic Racing's own A.J. Allmendinger this weekend. So uh, hopefully A.J. can uh, pick up. That's a good pick. That's yes. a solid pick. Uh, all right. Let's go over to the Cup Series, sir. Who is your pick for Sonoma? And I'm going to have to uh, obviously do my my number nine car again because of the road course. 
because um, he has never won there. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be my pick. I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, solid pick there. Uh, not that I think Truex is going to pick up the hat trick, but I think it's going to be a solid points day for Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. So I am going to go with the 19 car this weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's pretty solid. Yep. Yes, excellent. Well, man, thanks for calling in. I appreciate the time. Uh, good luck throughout the rest of the league, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be talking to you again soon. I hope so. I uh, look forward to it. Thank you very much for having me on. Awesome, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks, Brandon. All right, Live Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 243 of the Live Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Live Traffic Podcast, YouTube, the Live Traffic Podcast, Instagram and Twitter, at LabTrafficPC. Be on the lookout for a new Angry Brew giveaway, as well as tickets for a Saturday race at Pocono. Courtesy of Pocono Raceway and the Live Traffic Podcast. Uh, huge thanks to Woody Kane, Mariah Newdorf, and Jumpy Bob for calling into the show. I still got to put something together for next week, but I'm sure we'll get something lined up. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Live Traffic Podcast. See ya.